0: 105.3 FM HD 2, Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. All we do is talk about food, restaurants, cooking, wine. We enjoy ourselves. We uh, enjoy the world with our friends and avoid the ones that we can't stand. And <laughs> whatever it is we find, we share it with everybody, and we hope you will do so as well. Our telephone number is two six zero six three. Six eight. Give us a call. Anything goes. Anything you. Alan's uh,
1: on the phone still. You
0: want to uh, finish up with? Uh, give us a buzz. Alan has called us uh, a couple of minutes ago. He was uh, coming to us from uh, Seattle. From Seattle, and uh, which goes to show what we do all the time. We're always getting phone calls from people all over the place. Alan, you're still there? I'm hanging on. Yep. Now where were so we? Here. Give me a quick update. Uh, update? What the so, hell? I- uh, you, what? You, were, you, were, you were talking
1: about the oysters bordelaise that you make. Ah,
2: okay. Well, yes, yes. I initially called because I was listening, and and Tom said, "Gosh, I wish uh, Porter Luke's had." Uh, is it Porter and Luke or Porter? Porter Luke's? and Luke. Porter and Luke. Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, that they uh, you wish they had oysters, and yeah, I remember do. seeing No, they do. Menu. They have the
1: oysters bordelaise. He's right.
2: Oh, that's not only that. that uh, they also yeah. have a platter, a fried fried oyster platter. and I, I don't know if uh, – do you both like oysters, or uh, chiefly Tom uh, is the oyster fan? Uh, Marianne, is that Tom something is you like as well? Tom is an
1: oyster fanatic. He is an oyster okay. fanatic. I well. uh, like oysters well enough. I, I eat oysters primarily for zinc, which is – see, this is the basic fundamental difference between Tom and me. I eat oysters for zinc. I eat salmon Mm -hmm. for omega-3s. Tom eats everything because he likes it.
0: Imagine that. Well. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, this is we, Yeah, it's, it's a difference. There's definitely a difference.
0: I well, I'm flattered by they, that because that's what it's all about. Yeah, in I mean, my it, it's opinion, a total anyway.
1: passion obsession for you, and for me, it's got there's a little more complexity to well,
0: it. Well, I'm not trying to hide anything. That's
1: for sure. No, no, no. Mm. Anyway, Alan, no, my sister and I decided it's not healthy no. for you to be looking at menus from New Orleans ten years down the right? <laughs> road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Is your sister is she is she
2: the is she a foodie as well? That she a, no it, no no.
1: You have to realize, it, uh, Alan, that we were a family of seven on a very modest income, and okay. that Vienna sausages and other canned products were the core of our culinary experience growing up.
2: I see. I see. Yes. And and look, let me add, Seattle has wonderful restaurants. Uh, I, Whenever my wife and I go out, I'm never disappointed. It, you know, the, the food is very yeah, good. I mean, up it's there. supposed to
1: be a good restaurant. City. You, yeah.
2: Yes, it is. And as long as you stick to where. you know. And again, I already told you that anything that says New Orleans style or Cajun uh, or that. No matter you know, where you that, are, keep your distance. Exactly, exactly on that. But um, no, Tom, I'm with you on oysters. Uh, I could eat oysters um, every day um, in various ways. Um, I do my best with the oysters up here. There, there are several kinds. And uh, what about those little Olympia
0: know, oysters that are the size of
2: pennies? They are so you know it's so disappointing. Uh, you know, there was this. There's a place uh, up here called um, Elliot's Oyster House. And they were doing an oysters um, Rockefeller. Uh, they had that on the menu, and I would get that uh, typically. You get four or five, but they are so tiny. And now they've taken them off the menu. I, I didn't ask yeah. why, but I was there last week, and I saw they just took off the they, – they, they obviously still have oysters, and but they just don't do that anymore. They did it with uh, spinach and prunat and – uh, little Hollandaise. Yeah. You know, I,
0: not I, real I think hard it's. To copy. I think it's the wrong place in the world for to get those because they, they do have a nice flavor, but they're tiny, and, and you sometimes it it's like, too
1: much trouble to eat. You know, it's yeah, like if you got to eat. You've got to eat ten of them for tiny. a mouthful. Forget it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yes, but now there's there are oysters from Daybob Bay, uh, and they're bigger. They're a little bit more akin to the oysters that we have uh, on, on the coast down there, you know, in New Orleans, Mississippi and so forth. But,
0: uh, they but they yeah. they.
2: <laughs> So it took me <laughs> a while to find uh, the oysters that I like. But in, 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 And like I say, that there are good places up here. I don't want you to think that, you know, it, I'm miserable, but uh, I was just curious about your sister and, and if yeah. she misses. Uh, so she, did she yeah. ever live in New Orleans? Uh, yeah, yeah that, 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 that she worked. yes,
1: she lived here until about ten. Well, actually, they left right after Katrina, so it's been fourteen years. Yeah.
2: I see. Okay, but she's but before fine that, with, she with, was a
1: lifelong New Orleanian. What?
2: I see. Uh, no, I'm. I was going to say she does. She's not. She's not lamenting the uh, the fact that she's she can't get a good. Yeah. Oyster Po' Boy, for example, or or.
1: No, hey. she's not motivated by stuff hey, like that. Hey, Alan. Yeah.
2: But yeah. yeah. Are you it's time. Alan?
1: Are you it's time Alan? to move on. You're dumping. Call Alan? me another
0: time. Yeah. What you want? Thank you you, so you, much. you would like oh, to keep?
1: Huh? Tom. Tom just like kicks everybody out after a while. Bye, Alan. It was nice talking to you. Usually, I'm in the mid sentence with someone, and Tom goes, "Beat it. All right. I will Bye, Alan.
2: Back. I will call right. back. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Do I really and, do and that?
1: Yes, you do all the time. Point
0: it out to me next time uh, I do that. Okay,
1: so next right. time, you do it all the time, you'll do it to the next caller. All right, so, we'll see. so back to what I was saying, which was Tom's coffee apparatus. Uh-huh. So after I finished scraping it, this is one of these Pyrex glass saucepans that was all the rage back in the 70s where you did, it didn't crack, it didn't... The handle didn't heat, or something like that. Anyway, so it's a small little thing, and it was really cute until I gave it to Tom, and now it's crusted like some rusty thing, and it sits on top of the um, on top of the cooktop. So every now and then, just for fun, I will start scraping it, and then I will scrape after it's heated, after the water has Sort of melted this this film and crust. I will scrape it, and sometimes, sometimes, and this is very exciting to me. Sometimes I can see the original glass, wow. but for the most part, <laughs> I will never see Happy. the original <laughs> glass. And so Tom, who was whining about Nescafe, re re. Uh, Instituting, uh, reconstituting coffee by putting water in it. This is something that he could do and have like a gallon of coffee just on the dried nastiness on what was once a nice little Pyrex saucepan.
0: Well, you know who's the first person who told me about those things? The whole setup where you'd put the little, the little uh, plastic. Uh, Little animal lights. or you know, Anyway, you shove them down a hole, and then they, they kind of work themselves, and then they come out.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. they
0: were called Resca, Rescafe something. Nescafe? Nescafe. Oh, you're talking
1: about Nespresso. 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 Very different from Nescafe.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Well, he, uh, the,
1: Extremely different.
0: The uh, person in my uh, circle of friends that most turned me on, well, I don't know what turned me on to that, but... Uh, let me know about it was
1: your jude. daughter-in-law jude actually it's actually hers he doesn't it's... drink coffee
0: he doesn't
1: jude doesn't no. you know tom it's really funny do you yeah? think the kids take after me or you because they're both politically like me and neither one of them drink coffee either hmm. yeah anyway that's kind of interesting yeah, to me uh back to national here. tequila day. oh
0: great oh, oh, oh
1: now we're hi. getting somewhere Arthur, Ver- 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 Arthur, Arthur Ver- Broc yeah. Hi, happy anniversary.
3: Hi, oh, thank you. How you doing?
1: <laughs> we're doing good.
0: We're we're in there all the time. We love it all the time. When we're not there, and then uh, I'm, I never Tom get tired. Tom is obsessed with your <laughs>
1: with your spumoni. He gets it everywhere. I could
0: eat that spumoni until the cows went home.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah. Last time I saw you was over at nephew's uh, with your daughter a
0: while back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah.
1: well. We we I'm surprised we didn't go over the weekend because our son and his wife and kids were in town and they like to go to bricadas too. Tell Uh us about tell us about the history of bricadas because it's kind of fascinating. I mean, it really is kind of like an Italian pasticceria that you would see over there. I mean, it's kind of unique the look.
3: Yes, well, uh, well, you know, history started with my grandfather uh, Angelo Mm -hmm. Bricado, who uh, he you know was. Born in Cefalu, uh, Sicily, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, came here to the U.S. with into New Orleans actually with his family when he was just a, a infant, and um, then his his father passed away. He was a shoemaker, and his father passed away with the yellow fever epidemic here uh, oh. in the 1800s, and uh, so his mother took the family back to Sicily. They settled in in Palermo, where she had. Uh, you know, more opportunity than in the small village in, in Sicily in, mm-hmm. in Cefalù, which was more like a fishing village. And uh, so, as he grew, you know, he and his brother went to work, and they worked in the gelaterias and pasticcerias in Palermo. Um, and when they started, like about 12 years old, as an apprentice, and you know, they started out shuffling the ice and salt for the for the chefs, you know, to make the gelatos. Everything was turned by hand. And um, so he came up through the ranks and and worked at uh, a couple of different places over there. And um, uh, actually, one of the places that he worked uh, is called C. Um uh, I was able to visit uh, last year, last summer. Oh, um really? We went to, to Palermo, and well, the place is still in existence in a different location and different owners, but the business is still in operation. Uh, it was really... Uh, uh, Really great opportunity to. Was that your first time there. there? Pardon me?
1: That wasn't your first time there, was it?
3: I was the first time to that store, to that place. I, I tried to find it, uh, you know, like 10 years before when we were in uh, Palermo. Mm-hmm. But I uh, was able to <clears throat> locate. We had our son with us this time, and he, he speaks Italian very well. So we <laughs> he uh, is your
1: son still living over there?
3: No, he's was there for five years. No, he's he's back home right now temporarily, between contracts with the UN. And he's going to be uh, taking oh. on a position with the UN in Kosovo. Uh, in the next yeah,
1: time. he's so he's he's a European because I remember the oh, last yes, time I talked yes. to you, he was a European, and I I thought right. who's going to take over the business? You have two sons, right? <laughs> no, he's
3: the only one. <laughs> oh, he's the only one. Okay. He's oh, the only yeah. one. Yes, yes.
1: Oh yeah. gosh, is but, there anybody yeah. else that could take it over? I mean, who's coming up?
3: Well, we have well, my great nephew has been with us for the last okay. eight years okay. working. He makes all the okay. gelatos and all that. All uh, right. So he's. He's well schooled and all that. So
1: he's right. in the wings.
3: Yeah. Right, yes. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. So, anyway, so back to the story. So, you, you found the place where your uh, your grandfather well, right, worked.
3: Right. Right. We found one of the places he worked. is still in existence. And it was really interesting meeting the owner there and, you know, and, and sampling some of the products, uh, you know, very, very similar to what we do here today. And uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so then he, you know, He came, um, except he served in in the Italian Navy when he was 18 years old. Uh, And he came, his brother had come first, and he came, like, right after 1901. And uh, they worked in the sugarcane fields in uh, uh, Donaldsonville uh, to earn some money when they first came. And, you know, they had this wave of... uh, uh, immigrants that they were soliciting from Sicily to come, you know, cut cane during the, the cane cutting season, so that you know, they didn't have, once the Civil War was over and slavery was abolished, you know, they needed workers.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So,
3: uh, so they, uh, uh, so they worked uh, you know a few years there to accumulate some money to send for their family, and then um, they started off the little shop in the French Quarter. Uh, uh, actually, it was first started on Decatur Street, the 10-hundred block of Decatur, and then moved around the corner to the 500 block of Ursulines, and that's how it all began, you know, just a uh, uh, small shop, you know, selling uh, taroncino, which was the first the first flavor he made, and then the, and the lemon ice and the, you know, the strawberry ice in the season. You know, they were right near the French market, so they were able to get their fresh fruit and you know, the thing they needed there, and because everything was, everything was very by hand. You know, turning the barrel by hand, yeah. mm-hmm. no hand crank. You know, small batch a day, selling right from the freezer, and you know, it gained a reputation.
1: And uh, and uh, I'm sure know, it was the only thing forward. even remotely like its kind in this area. Well, it was yeah. for a long time, though. I mean, it still yeah. is. It's very unique. Yeah. It's yeah. It, walking into your place is kind of like walking into a place that you would see in Italy. It, to right. me, it is oh, anyway. Oh,
0: that is a truth.
3: Right, especially someplace you'd see have seen, you know, uh, at the, you know, at that time, you know, that turn of the century, yeah, yeah, twenty, you know, twentieth you know, century in uh, in Europe. And yeah that,
1: well even now i mean if you go over there you see places just like that but you don't see places yes. like that here generally speaking no how how did you recreate that when you had to rebuild after katrina weren't you still like you know a month or two into your 100th anniversary when katrina hit and wiped you right. out
3: yeah yeah well when, yeah. you know we were you know he 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 modeled the place on Ursline street in the quarter um uh, Place most people remember where Coasandor is with all the ceramic tile after one of the places that he worked at in Sicily in mm-hmm. Palermo and um with the ceramic tile and all that and uh, so we we tried to recreate that as much as possible here within the ceramic tile, but that same feeling we had the fixtures and all that when we moved here on Carrollton in nineteen seventy nine and um uh after katrina well we we were able to salvage a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you know they it came. Katrina came, like I said, one month uh, right after we had our hundredth anniversary, yeah. we had just done an extensive remodeling in the store mm-hmm. itself and added some seating to the upper part um, mm-hmm. where one time was living quarters, my wife and I lived here you know, behind the store uh, for the first three years uh, when we opened here. Mm-hmm. and uh, so we we gutted that area out and uh, we were using it for storage and office space after, and so we got it out and made additional seating. And then Katrina hit, so <laughs> but we mm-hmm. were able to salvage um, a lot of a lot of things. I mean, the the, the fixtures and all that were were all well, high so up. Still got the so.
1: vibe, that's for sure. Still so got right. that. Where do mm-hmm. you get your gelato? I mean, to make real authentic gelato, it has a definitely, distinctively different taste. From American ice cream, so you get all of your flavorings over there.
3: We, we get the flavorings that we use. We get from Italy, yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. most of them from Sicily.
1: Yeah, because um, you have to have that Italian flavoring in order to have real right. gelato.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. And then, and then it's also the the way it's produced. You know, gelato is is um, has less air in it than uh, American ice cream. So it's it's. It freezes at
0: a. At a um, Who would have thought about that? The air is a different temperature right. in one than the other, and so it makes it a totally different. Right.
4: <laughs> well, it's, that's it's,
1: more the, it's more the it's flavorings. It's the whip yeah, the, you I was, know, when I was
4: it's saying whipped.
0: that for effect.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a it's it's a slower churn than you would mm-hmm. with uh, American ice cream. Ice cream is it's whipped really fast, and so it, it beats a lot more air in, so it becomes lighter. The Italian gelato is more dense. And the flavors, of course, are more pronounced. and you get the You don't, have to have, you don't have to have a high fat like you do with, uh, you know, with American ice cream. A lot of these ice creams like Haggadahs and such right. or like 14%, 16% butterfat, mm-hmm. where, you know, gelato is, you know, 8%, you know, oh. 10 at the max. What?
1: That makes me know. feel better. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, so do you get the equipment over there,
1: too? It has, it, it has
3: too? eggs and all that in it, too, you know, to you know it's, uh, the one we make is a, more of a custard based
1: uh-huh uh, so if you, if it's got a certain kind of uh, of of churn to it mm-hmm. and it's the, the churn is unique to Italy versus America do you also get your churning equipment from Italy
3: no no actually we get from from here in the US I mean there are Italian machines uh, as well but uh-huh. we've always used American equipment but it's uh, it's they have the equipment that has different speeds, so you, I don't, see, okay. have to, you don't have to use a, a, a traditional highest speed equipment.
1: I see. Okay. Uh, uh,
3: but there, are, there are many. A lot of the machinery that's coming out today in Italy is very uh, high tech, and uh, I like to say idiot-proof. So you don't <laughs> need a you don't need a lot of skill. Uh-huh. In order to make it, uh, you uh-huh. know, the, the machine tells you when it's ready, <laughs> as mm-hmm. opposed to the operator knowing when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well,
1: well, 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 thanks for all, wait, all wait, of the information. Wait, wait. He's about to do the and same it, thing to you that he just did to the last caller. I have two more <laughs> questions no for you. We went to we went to Hanson's over uh-huh. the weekend with right. my little grandson who is he calls it shave ice he's one of those foreigners you know the right. californians uh, right. so anyway we we had him have a, a snowblizz for the first time uh, and um ashley Hansen came out and she uh, brought us a jalapeno melon flavored mm. uh, snowball and i'm wondering are you are you going hip in any way on us like they are uh no well we any no, new, we any do new do wild you, stuff coming j- out of avocados j-
3: Generally we do the traditional you know uh flavors and 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 uh, uh ices with the those traditional fruit flavors now we we have done a, a chocolate which we called um Etna and it's a very spicy chocolate we do it occasionally we haven't done it in, uh in a while it's probably more in the fall and mm-hmm. it's called, we call it Mount Etna chocolate and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, uh it's spicy it's very mm-hmm. spicy that's mm-hmm. uh, okay uh, all right, so, so you
1: are going there
3: a, a little bit. maybe we have okay. to come up with something different every now and then um, uh-huh. uh, but uh, we try to stay in the mainstream <laughs> Yes,
1: it's <laughs> because, very traditional, yeah, right
3: because certain flavors are you know like that out there for uh-huh. it's not not doesn't appeal to everyone
1: you Oh know? no that's, so that's it, for sure. Right. I was just and wondering, so, in this Instagrammable world, uh, have you know, is Bricado staying true to its Sicilian roots? Yeah. Nothing okay. wild
3: yet. Okay. <laughs> Nothing All right. too just wild. Just
1: checking. Just checking on you. All right. All right. Thank, thank you, Arthur. Okay. Appreciate thank you. Appreciate you calling.
0: I appreciate you. that you could spend so much time Happy with us. Happy anniversary. Terrific. No problem. Enjoy. Yes, 100, 114 years.
1: Wow. Going Good strong. Take care. All right. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. That was, what was
1: his Arthur name? Bricato.
0: Arthur Broccato, And he's the man behind Broccados and all the wonderful things that you get from them. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
1: 105.3 HD2 WWL that. New Orleans 260
0: Yep. All of those. Yes, indeed. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. Take it, Marianne.
1: All right. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Oh, I love Great it. Great place to go for a hamburger, crusty on the outside, juicy on the inside. They there have a full burger menu. You can choose from a whole bunch of different kind of burgers there. Good fried seafood, crispy, light, delicious, golden brown. You can make it spice delicious.
0: It's why we live here.
1: Yes. They have good salads, good uh, regional and local specialties, red beans and rice and the like. They have uh, char-grilled oysters now.
0: Boy, I've been waiting for that for a while. Yes, and they're good,
1: char-grilled oysters. They have uh, salads. They have poor boys. They have just a whole bunch of different things that represent the local cuisine very well. And they also have 10 locations. So go and see New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood and see what it is we're always talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: All right, there is a fun little quote that you have here from George Carlin in yeah. your almanac. It is, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, is, was a, that him? Was well, that
1: well, you know, there's the takeoff, one potato, two uh-huh. potato, three potato, four. So I guess that that is his, his take on that. Uh, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Is there a lot of uh, alcohol in tequila? Because if I have a margarita and it's... I drink a whole one. I can have a problem.
0: You can uh, get it to the point where it's really, really alcoholic, and you can also get it down to a, a much milder amount. And uh, I'm my temptation is to back away from it you know, or even add a little bit more to it in terms of water because uh, uh, too much alcohol is doesn't make it better, at least in my
1: opinion. Well, I'll tell you what. Tell me um, what. I have been uh uh really drunk from a tequila uh from a margarita uh twice and both at the same place uh santa fe on on uh esplanade has an exceedingly delicious margarita that goes down very easily and then when it's gone i'm in a stupor I'm absolutely in well, a that's stupor. easy to do. well, it is for yep. me in particular, but but it's such a delicious one and it and like I said, it just goes down really easily and then I just I'm barely functioning. it's it's not good. I'm not a very big drinker i'm a, I'm a very bad drinker actually, but that one really I have had i have I have really had to sit and sober up before going anywhere after that. Anyway, it is National Tequila Day. The reason I mention that, it's National Tequila Day. And if you like margaritas, Felipe's Taqueria is uh, all day offering you a margarita for $4 at all their locations around town. So you might want to check that out.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about this. For a while, we used to have a couple of restaurants that were on Britannia Street right off of Robert. This most recently has been the the Thai restaurant. Uh but before that, uh there was a a, a restaurant that whose uh, theory Vaqueros. Vaqueros, which means cowboys. Uh-huh. And uh but that's right, you got that one right. Mm-hmm. And uh there, there do were get a of course you do. Go ahead. And uh but what I always thought was impressive was that in their bar they had these uh this inventory of different uh tequilas and also the there are other things that are like tequila Mm -hmm. but aren't really tequila like what's the name of that stuff
1: uh are you talking about the actual alcohol
0: yeah yeah uh uh, yeah but it has its own name it's the one that has the the, uh, little pill no not pill the little uh Little worm-looking thing inside at the bottom. Huevos, is that it? Huevos?
1: No, that's no, that's eggs. That's
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Cuevos, C-U-E-R-V-O-S. I don't know. Is that over there? I don't. I have no idea. So
0: who knows the answer to that? This is. Uh, uh, by the way, you, you you don't see the caterpillar or whatever it is inside uh, any kind of uh, Isn't tequila. Some, is
1: there some kind of Mexican beers? Is it mezcal? Yeah. Is it mezcal? What's mezcal?
0: Mezcal, that's it. That's that's what I was searching for. Was to, oh. Uh but uh Is
1: mezcal fake tequila or is it real tequila I, and just a different kind?
0: Well, it's all it's made with the blue uh Agave. Uh, agave again. So In Jalisco. Know, yeah, something like that.
1: Jalisco is my Mexican version of hummus.
0: Yeah. And I wonder what they're like together. We'll have to look into that.
1: Probably not bad, I would guess, because yeah. they're both good things to to eat.
0: Doug, you had an answer to something, just a minute ago.
1: I have anyway, an answer also...
0: to nothing. Uh, the only thing that
3: I know about margaritas is I once dated uh, a lady named Margarita, and that was enough for me.
1: I was about to say, was it Margarita Bergen? <laughs>
0: It's the first thing that came to my mind, but, uh, you know, that's her that's her story.
1: Anyway, okay, so uh, also in your edible dictionary today is praline. Mm. Do you still have the six pralines that you put in your pocket when we left the Windsor Court yesterday?
0: I, I uh, got rid of all but one. Did you eat all of that, Tom? Oh, well, no, I ate one from each package because it was a contest.
1: People want to know deep, dark secrets about Tom's eating habits. Does he ever eat anything that you would laugh that to know that Tom ate? Tom eats sugar. That's all Tom eats is sugar. Tom <laughs> eats jam for breakfast and sugar the rest of the day. Anyway, uh, I knew when they... When they put all of those pralines on the uh, hall table at the hotel, I knew just who to give them to, and Tom <laughs> left the hotel with literally a handful of pralines. Hello, Gregory.
4: Hello, you guys. How are you? Welcome back. Uh,
0: it, it's been an interesting day and week. It
5: and, uh,
4: certainly has. Yeah. I've
5: Have
4: been listening. It's a
1: tequila day.
5: And it's a tequila
4: yeah, day.
1: Yeah,
5: you guys answered the question before I could chime in, Matt. Mezcal, which is made Mezcal. from the same plant, but it's made a little differently. Yeah. And, what that's, is it? and it's very, it's very, it's very, I want to say it's very astringent, whereas tequila can be very smooth, if you can call tequila smooth. Well,
1: <laughs> tequila is... But it comes from a different is, region. I, oh, does that come from Jalisco.
5: No, it comes from it comes from the state of Chihuahua, like all um, tequilas do, but it's made a different way. And it comes from the agave plant, but not always blue agave. There's different kinds of agave, and um, that little caterpillar lives inside the agave plant. That's why they put it in there. And uh, oh. uh, but but that's unique just to mezcal uh, for for some reason. And if you put a, a, a even a cheap shot of tequila next to uh, a really good mezcal, if you can call mezcal good. I don't know. You see a very big difference in the smoothness of the tequila, which tends to be a little bit more like butterscotchy. Believe it or not, it does have those notes, little floral.
4: Hmm. Hmm. Whereas
5: mezcal is almost like drinking rubbing alcohol. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, really, it stings. It stings, mm-hmm. and it's you know, I, I some which people Which one like gets you drunker? Flavor.
0: I don't yeah. know about that, but well, I know I which one turns into a butterfly. Um,
5: Wait, they're I, both about 80 proof. They're, they're both 80 proof, um, which is, you know, common, you know, just like vodka or even, you know, bourbon, you know, 80 proof. But um, mezcal is very, very distinct. I think it has something to do how they prepare the agave in mezcal. I think they use lye and, um, yeah, believe it or not. And all of, of course, this it's sounds all water. horrible. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I I had the privilege, you know, being in business. I went down and saw how they make tequila, and I also saw how they made mezcal down in Chihuahua. And um, it's a very laborious process. I mean, they got to boil these uh, piñas. They they chop the uh, the agave plant down to where it looks like a pineapple. That's why they call it a piña. And then it's roasted on these wood fires for, for days and days and days, and then it's pressed. And then that juice has to be... Um, boiled again and then fermented. Oh, it's really it's it's really wow. an incredible process. That's why well. even even cheap tequila, or mezcal for that matter, can be quite pricey um, Wow. because it's cool. so laborious. And um, the demand for tequila, especially in the United States, has been so high that, you know, agave takes like hundreds of years to grow, believe it or not. It does. Mm. I mean, for it to mature. So they got to keep these plants going and stuff. It's a it's a very interesting thing. A I would think it would people. be much I more a,
1: expensive. Huh? Go ahead, what?
5: No, I, just some of the most interesting people that make tequila and mezcal. They're very 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 proud people, and these families go back generations. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, South Oaxaca for one. Um, but you I'm know, I don't, I don't, fan.
0: I don't get a lot of uh, flavor
5: uh, from it. Oh, there are some nuances, especially if you get the aged tequilas, Tom. Um, I recommend uh, Tres Generaciones by uh, Salsa. You get these butterscotch notes, and very flowery, and uh, there's still that sting at the end. But, um, you know, as a purist, I kind of like tequila. (laughs) So I like to sip it, and I'll usually Mm -hmm. have, like, a good Mexican beer to chase, you know, know, chase Mm -hmm. it with, you know, if I'm, you know, like after a dinner – it's very common in in, in Mexico um, all along Baja, too, to uh, have that as an after-dinner thing, you know, a, a nice Mexican lager with a, a very good-aged tequila. Um, they they really are nuanced. Maybe I have to bring some over to the show one day, and we'll, and we'll have a taste. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would be fun. You know, I went yeah. to a Mexican uh, tequila tasting at Pico's in Houston. Do you know Pico's Yeah,
5: I've actually heard of the place but um I don't go to Houston much. If I don't have to.
1: <laughs> yes. Um she the the they they tasted Dobel, Patron uh-huh. and Herradura. Those were the three Herradura that we tasted. Th-
5: Herodera and Petron are um, very pricey, and uh, for good reason, because they only make limited quantities of it. Uh-huh. But I don't think that they're the best, and, and believe me, I sell both.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I love everything that SAUZA puts out, uh, Sousa, S-A-U-Z-A, uh-huh. um, I, I just believe that they're the best tequila house, and they have such a great line, and they're probably one of the oldest um Tequila distilleries, I mean, uh, they, they blow Jose Cuervo away and, and, and Ornita, I mean, uh, Salsa, and Herradura. I, I just, I mean, uh, Patron, I think they just blow them away. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't believe how, how old some of these tequilas can be, especially the Tres Generaciones um, and the uh, Reposado. Reposado means to be put back and aged. But the Tres Generaciones, they blend this stuff and then age it again another 12 years. And it's oh, just, wow. it's mm. I mean, it's almost like candy. Yeah, you you'd what think you, they'd have more to do?
1: What can you What yeah. can you pay for a really high quality tequila?
5: I don't think you should pay more more than twenty five dollars for a, um for a fifth. I mean, and you can certainly get a very good tequila. Like uh, Salsa makes uh, one of their best sellers it's called Ornitos, and um that can be sipped, but that's a perfect margarita tequila. Ornito, well, which means little ovens, and that's how they make it. And these little clay ovens, ornito.
1: So it's something to, it, this it, laborious it, to make is only at the high laborious. end, twenty-five dollars a bottle. Is that it? Yeah.
5: <gasps> well, for a decent bottle, no, no, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay forty-five dollars and up for like Heredora, the Reposado, and for Patron. But you can get a decent, like I'm saying, like ornitos 25 27 a bottle which is a okay. which is a very fine tequila especially if you're going to mix now if you want to sit down and have a tequila to sip like an after dinner thing like I was telling you about yeah. you yeah. want to get the on us, and that's like 35 dollars but it's well worth it because you only drink it in shots you know little you know little shot glasses and a little
1: it doesn't uh, seem like it's a very good business for these generations of people yeah, I mean, who are making <laughs> this stuff. Yeah, well, that doesn't seem like a like very high, high price point. Yeah, but it seems like it's well, probably in limited supply, and they're selling it yeah. cheaply. It sounds to me like.
2: Hmm.
5: Well, it seems. I, yeah, it would seem that way. I mean, um, uh, I think. Well, this is just my opinion, and you know, I've tasted them all. Um, I believe that the Peradora and the Patrona overpriced, whereas South is right. Right where you want to be, and even Jose Cuervo is a good tequila, and they even have a Reposado, which is an aged um, tequila, which is which isn't bad for the money, you know. Mm But again, about twenty-seven, thirty dollars a bottle. Anyway, all
1: right. What's your favorite margarita in town? (laughs) What's
5: What's your favorite margarita? Yeah, listen, get a bottle of Oranitos and make your margarita with fresh lime juice and use, um, use, um. Not Grand Marnier, the other one, um, the way it's supposed to be made. Uh, oh, golly, I got to get that orange liqueur, and I sell that, too. Anyway, make it the real way. Don't use a margarita mix, and then mm-hmm. shake it up over ice, no frozen stuff. Just shake it and throw it on the rocks with a salty glass, and you'll be very happy.
1: Okay, so but where's looking, your so favorite? You
5: I missed guys. <laughs> where's where's your right,
1: favorite then. margarita around town, Gregory.
5: Oh, 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 around town, believe it or not, Taqueria um, Corona, all huh. locations, magazine okay. and inventory, believe, uh, okay. believe it or not.
1: Yeah. All right. Huh. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Gregory. All right, guys.
5: I Thanks. missed you guys. Bye. So glad you're back. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye. Us, too. 260 is the number. It is National Tequila Day, if you're wondering why we were talking about that. And uh, we were talking about various uh, opportunities around town. The main one is that if you would like to celebrate National Tequila Day, go to Felipe's uh, Mexican Taqueria. And uh, they have $4 margaritas all day today in celebration of National Tequila Day. Nice
0: deal. I'm glad we found something for, for some folks to dig in. Now, yeah, if you'd like sure. to
3: celebrate something else, we do have a oh. few other things in, in, on, to do okay, here. Okay, tell Ah, uh, hit me. It, it is National Cousins Day today. National. Yes,
1: I know. Oh.
0: This is a
3: wonderful thing to be. We had all the cousins in town to over
1: the weekend, but not to celebrate uh, that to celebrate you's 30th birthday. Go ahead. Certainly. What else?
0: It's National Amelia
3: Earhart Day, wherever she mm. is. <sighs>
1: okay.
3: It's a National Thermal Engineers Day today for all of you <laughs> thermal thermal people. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, whether you design thermal underwear or uh, or other other heating equipment, yeah, it's whatever, okay. it's your day to day. But that's, you know, oh, one more. National right. drive-through day.
1: All right. All right. Drive-through. That's, it. Drive that's all day. I got. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of drive-thrus,
0: our program is sponsored by New Orleans Hamburger. No, and... we did no? that just now. <laughs> oh, and Porter right.
1: Luke is not a drive thru so Shut up.
0: (laughs) The the respect that I get around here. I
1: was talking about, uh, even though Shake Shack is not a drive-through, on the way home yesterday from our fabulous four- or five-day weekend, um, I stopped at Shake Shack uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because um, there wasn't a line stretching outside the block, and also because we were hungry And But they have a parking issue. They have got to get more parking there. But anyway, um, I was curious to see if all of the – they were slammed for several days, you know, all the hype leading up to them opening, which was delayed along with other openings around town because of Barry. But I figured that it would be interesting to see what a new Shake Shack – crew does with the crowd and what the standards or how the standards are met so I walked in and I ordered in the Shake Shack way that you can at some locations Um, you can just order it online like in Los Angeles you can do that for sure Uh, but I've never seen it any place else where you just there's little monitors and you go ahead and order yourself and you don't have to order yourself you don't have to go up to the front And and i'm sure that that came in really handy when they had the lines around the block but there wasn't a line around the block and i don't know why i bothered to do this but i didn't order at the counter i just ordered on the monitors and um it wasn't very long to wait for the food and i got the shack burger and i have to say it was it was a delicious hamburger by any standard and um and i am i admit to being kindly disposed to shake shack but i think they do a good job and um, i was wondering if that that standard would be met so close to their opening, but it was, I mean, they opened on Friday, this was yesterday, Tuesday, so four or five days later, and uh, it was a great burger, it was a really great burger, I enjoyed it very much, so if you have not been to Shake Shack, check it out, it's right there in the old loggers on the corner of Veterans and, and Severn. 260-6368, Two six zero six three six eight. only 10 minutes left. If you would like oh, to get gosh. in and talk to us, please give us a call. Two six zero six three six eight. you are listening to WWL-FM, HD2, New Orleans.
0: And we're on a hot day today here, so go and get them. The Food Show just keeps on going. We've been doing it a long time. Glad you're here to talk about what's not only on your mind, but also what's in your in your pocket and uh, what's in your mouth and all in these your heart. Let's in your Steven. heart more than anything else. You wheel
1: Tom back and go to Stephen.
0: Oh, that's right, he's here.
4: Tom, you there?
1: You're there, Stephen. Hi.
4: Hi. Oh, Welcome back, good. George and Gracie.
1: Thank you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you notice how George comes first in that group and not Gracie? Yes. Do you know why? because <laughs> he was she was married to him uh, what she was married to him so yeah uh-huh. he should have been the last name okay I mean, back then they weren't you know women weren't when they got married they changed their names to his but she oh, didn't uh-huh.
1: oh Oh, I didn't know that oh that's right yeah, of course yeah sure okay huh. yeah Interesting. So, okay,
4: well, she was, she was okay, well before Tom cuts were. me off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: me cut you off? <laughs> That's okay. I get back for all of you by cutting him off. Go ahead. You're going to do it now or later? No. no?
4: Okay. okay. It's, it's, Any, it's be... Anyway, the other day when I was at New Orleans hamburger and seafood, I ordered yeah. the oysters, of course, uh, yeah. and yeah. The, the thick fried catfish. And they brought me the catfish before they brought me the oysters, so I sent the oysters back, mm-hmm. or the catfish Uh-oh. back, till so I got the oysters and ate them. So you need to that tell your to people. And- that happened
1: to us at yeah. Dominica. That happened to us at Dominica. We got everything at the same time. I
4: hate that. Yeah. It. It
0: I know you me do. Crazy. I know.
4: I know. Yeah. But at least I can tell you, when the catfish came back, it was hot, so they didn't put it under a lamp. And, I mean, it was so hot that I couldn't eat it, so I ate the french fries first. So they cooked me another meal, Uh, not put it under a heat lamp and let it sit there for 10 minutes while I ate the oysters.
1: Now, wait a second, Stephen. Are you saying something good about New Orleans hamburger? Sure. Sure. I like New
4: Orleans hamburger. I like their (laughs) hamburger. Okay. But I just didn't like their oysters because they were way too salty.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I hate and, the man, that.
4: and the and the manager just sort of gave me an attitude and walked away and I, I checked with another customer that was eating oysters and she said they were way too salty. So it wasn't just my yeah. and I like salt. I, mm-hmm. I don't have a high blood pressure problem and I always salt things.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So you know
1: yeah, I, uh, I like salt too. I find that the things that I think taste really, really good are always really salty. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's what it is. Anyway. Yep.
0: Yeah, that, uh, that roast beef poor boy I had at the beginning of our program uh, was exactly that way. It was just loaded up with salt, and I knew that was it, too, but I had to keep on going. It was too good. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Well, the way oh, I well. look at it is with salt and pepper, if uh, I think it needs it after my first bite, yeah. uh, and then I add salt and pepper to it, that's my decision. They shouldn't make it in the kitchen, especially with today right. with everybody's. Of course. Concerned about
1: mm-hmm. salt. Of course. That's yeah. totally, totally true. And
4: I remember a food critic that when he walked in and he got his food, he poured Tabasco on it before he ever tasted the food. And I know I thought, that
1: food critic. I know
4: that. <laughs> no, and it I, wasn't I this say one. It was another one. but I, you know. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I've said something about that, too. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Stephen?
4: No, that's it today. Till I hang up and remember there was something else I wanted to say. Wow! We well, missed you. you oh, actually, welcome back.
1: We're actually thank you. We're actually gonna be here now. Like I can't even think of any time that we're not gonna be here. So, so you got plenty of time. Yeah,
0: but who wouldn't love to be here?
1: Or something. That's like right. that. Anyway, wow.
4: thank you for calling. To hear calling about Stephen. food, etc. Okay.
1: <laughs> thank you for calling, Stephen. Two six zero six three six eight. If you have like a one or two minute thing. One well, actually, we don't even have time to say that because we are going to talk about Porter and Luke now until the top of the hour. Porter and Luke, yep, great turtle soup. food food place. Yes, food? yes, fried Tur- chicken. Mm-hmm. This is like a stream of consciousness kind of kind of um, yeah yeah but one of those.
0: Do you want me to stop? I'll no, keep happy. going, keep going. Yeah, um, bread fried pudding.
1: chicken. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: uh, good uh, vanilla ice cream. Strangely enough, forget you write that off. That's not. <laughs> That's not a good one. I'll take this. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so there's a uh, pan eggplant plant that is mm-hmm. fried and filled with seafood dressing, yeah. and it is served over a creamy angel hair pasta. They have meatballs and spaghetti. They have a farfalle with braised chicken, which looks really good. I have not had it yet.
0: Why would be? Good why would farfalle r- be of interest to me? Red
1: beans. I there's,
0: there's a quizzer for you. What would... Uh,
1: can, was, I, can I finish Port of Little first? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. Because Doug's marking this off. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, they have good hamburger, good club no. sandwich, Bar my favorite in town, actually. Uh, fresh cut potato chips, No. red beans and rice with a ham shank.
0: It resembles. Oh,
1: you're still something. you're still doing something else. Okay, <laughs> that's Porter and Luke, <laughs> 1517 Metairie Road in the shopping center with Walgreens, and Oakland Heart on the other end. That is Porter and Luke open now for Sunday brunch. Please, Tom, tell me about the farfalle.
0: They're shaped like bow ties. Who do you know who wears bow ties now and then? Hello, anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone?
1: Oh, well, Tom, we've done it again. it's you. Yes. Have a wonderful evening. Have a great meal.
0: Talk to you tomorrow. Take it
1: away, Tom. Or
0: whenever it's coming up. Uh, thank you.
1: WWL-FM-HD2-5.3. I, I,
0: I think all of us today have turned out a very good show.
1: All of us? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 1 5.3 HD2 FM, WWL, New Orleans.